1498.3 FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on a beautiful fall Saturday morning in Spartanburg, South Carolina and all around the world on the Listen In app. And uh, some much needed rain this week, so everything, all the colors are jumping out out there and it's a just a gorgeous fall morning. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. Last night was a a downright crispy fall night. Well, that's where it's supposed to be. And I, some, well, it is the end of October. Some good some good scores, as far as me and you are concerned. Oh yeah, <laughs> with uh, Spartan High winning and Burns winning, Spartan High winning the uh, championship. Sorry for the Dorman fans, but we get to do it every couple of times a decade anyway. <laughs> I would hope. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Perry. How you doing? Doing good. Did you go up and see Granny this morning? No, I kind of hug around the house this morning. Oh, okay. I texted me some pictures earlier this week of the 25T looking a little more put together than it was last week. Well, you text me a picture. I didn't know it was going to be down there at uh, R.J. Rocker's down there. And, uh, would you have come? I probably would have slid off some. Well, dadgummit, I wish I had. I mean, I said, well, he won't come, but I should have done it out of a courtesy because I knew about it, I guess, Tuesday or Wednesday uh, no, it was the event was Wednesday, so I guess I knew about it Monday or so. That, but, uh, that was an awful good-looking car you were staying beside. It was. It's uh, sort of a teal-colored. It was. Um, I asked him if it had any particular theme, and and Jeremy says, "Well, it's a zombie car for <laughs> Halloween." And if you look along the front splitter, it had zomb- pink zombie brains, and uh, I thought I, there's like a rib cage in there. It looked like, but the biggest thing was across both quarter panels that says Fox Sports Spartanburg in big letters, 98.3 right. FM. So uh, we have a real presence tonight at Martinsville on well, the 51. Over, over the last few years, we have learned that Halloween is Jamie's, uh, I mean, Jeremy. Jeremy's favorite holiday. Yeah, yeah, we did do that, didn't he? He said he always likes to dress up for that. And uh, but uh, and then on the front, I guess it's, um, I guess it's about 50-50 because... When you get the quarter panels, that always is pretty big sponsorship money, I think. But on the hood is uh, Spartan Waste. And I will tell you, whoever was uh, responsible for that event, and I uh, I guess it was Clary. I w- I'm going to give Clary the credit, Ryan Clary, did a real good job because they had uh, uh, his daily show, open mic daily there. And, uh, of course, he had Jeremy, and he also had Mark Setzer, the crew chief, and a lot of the crew was there, and I think all the sponsors. So it was a, by the time that thing was over, it was packed house and bring your dog. There was a bunch of dogs running around. So uh, uh, it was it was a real nice event. Greg and I went, 
and Greg's looking better and uh, feeling better, I guess I should say. He looks about the same. And uh, he'll be back with us next week when um, he's uh, actually, that's Veterans uh, Weekend, Veterans Day week. And we will, uh, as we always do, honor Bud Moore and play one of his, uh, that'll be at 1120 after we talk to uh, Ronnie Thomas, our special guest. We will do our special tribute to the veterans, and we always play Bud Moore's recollection of uh, capturing uh, the enemy uh, uh, headquarters. The headquarters. Yeah, yeah, about twenty-five people and five officers. So, uh, not bad for him and a guy and a, with a rifle. Yeah. So, uh, but um, anyway, we got a. I, I just hope we don't gift wrap the championship to uh, for Lanny. I mean, nobody picked. Um, who was the guy, uh, uh, Larson last week, and Lanny uh, picked him last and won. And so Lanny now has, what, four wins, and the best some people can do is, uh, like, uh, I don't, I'm not sure which category, but some people I think the best they can do, everybody can mathematically tie him. Um, but that probably ain't going to happen. Well, I don't know, because, see, that's what happened. Well, not last- everybody, but somebody could. Well, last year... It was the same situation with with uh, Nelson and I, and I kept picking uh, as I'm going to do this year. I hope keep picking uh, Chase Elliott, and Chase Elliott won the last two races, and I did tie him. So uh, for a lot of people with only two wins, that's the best they can do will be tie Lanny, and whoever's got three wins, uh, we'll catch up with that in a minute. They could catch him and pass him. So uh, I tell you what, we gift wrapped him that one last week though, because. He, he, he took the last pick, and he took uh, Larson. So, anyway. Um, what about our guest for today? We got a real good guest for today, and who we got is uh, Roger Mandeville. Roger Mandeville is a great, great sports car driver from Spartanburg who, uh, you know, we haven't had him on near enough. I don't think we've had him on since, ni- since um, 2012, about nine years ago which is inexcusable. But he was uh, always known for his Mazdas and that rotary engine, and he was a champion, and he won Daytona and Lime Rock and Sebring, and he won everywhere in his class. And uh, he actually, when I was trying to track him down last uh, couple of weeks ago, I went to his shop, and it was closed, So, but there's another, he's got another shop actually right behind it, and it was open for business. And I talked to a gentleman named Mike Miller, who was in there getting his sports cars ready for Road Atlanta for the championships coming up, uh, I think, this weekend and or maybe next weekend and the week after that. And he uh, he just started telling me so much about sports car racing and how it was uh, there was so much of it that nobody knows about that's going on in Spartanburg and all around. And I said, well, heck, I tell you what, I talked to Roger at 11, and would you come on at 1120? And he said, I'd be glad to. But um, actually, what I think we're going to do is they're both going to be together at 11, and we'll just talk to all of them for a while. And I'm really looking forward to that. Roger Mandel's a great champion and uh, and um, lives right here in Spartanburg, and I've I just been too long since I had him on the show. So, uh, But today we've got uh, results from uh, Cup and Xfinity, and uh, the trucks will be back in action today. So... Uh, it's going to pick up with uh, some really important races. And I tell you what, I guess Deb's up at Martinsville, and we'll talk to her at 10.20. And uh, 
it ought to be kind of heated up there because uh, this is it. This is the last chance to get in, and we'll uh, see probably some grudges settled and some others started, and uh, who knows what all. And with Kyle Larson winning two races, so that kind of winning you in, and he's already in yep. now. I was kind of watching to see if he might kind of, which it was a special day for Rick Hendricks. Uh, yeah, it was. And uh, I was kind of wanting to see if he's going to be a team player, kind of like in the Formula One's. Uh, let's see if we're going to let the nine come up there and pass the five and win the race. But with it being a deal with uh, Rick Hendricks and his son yeah, and the five, I couldn't, you know, me and my brother, we was texting each other back and forth. I said, well, listen. He said, no, I don't think I, I think he's going to go ahead. <laughs> well, what he's, what, what um alan's talking about is it was exactly was it 17 years ago to the day last sunday that 10 members of the hendrick um racing team were involved in that airplane crash the morning of the martinsville race flying into martinsville and a lot of people was it randy dorton randy dorton head engine man for rick hendrick he was on that plane and he uh, he was uh killed as was ricky hendrick who was uh, no telling where he would have gone if he'd have stayed. I mean, he might not have liked racing, but at the time he was racing and doing pretty good in the trucks and Xfinity, and that was his number, and that was his paint scheme, that number five that uh, that Kyle Larson used last week. So uh, they uh, they honored Ricky in the memory of those uh, ten people killed in that plane crash by uh, not by letting R- Larson win because he's won three in a row. It was a uh, it was. It was a fitting thing. It was dominating win for Larson. Well, what got me was, now how's this? And I, I found this almost unfair. But they said during the week, and even the morning of the race, Rick Hendrick was texting Larson, telling him, boy, it sure would be great to win this race today with you carrying the colors of my son. I mean, really putting some pressure on him to do it, so... I mean, he did it, but, you know, that was just almost like, uh, man, you, you, you're really putting the pressure on him when he's, he's uh, you know he's doing the best he can anyway, but he, he pulled it off. So uh, that was. Uh, and, that, wh- and what he's done is put a lot of pressure on other boys that's in the chase. Yep. That's got to get in on points now. I yep. mean, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good race tomorrow. It's going to be a great race tomorrow, I hope, and the weather should be good, I believe. And uh, the. Uh, uh, we'll get into the standings and who's in and who's out, and it's it's close. And you know, if I'm not mistaken, now was it like three years ago or two years ago that uh, Logano needed this race and he won it, and he ended up winning the championship. It got him in the final race next week at Phoenix, and uh, it's um, it's it's what he needed to to go all the way. So you've got uh, both you Penske, all three of you Penske cars just about looking in, and plus you got all your Gibbs cars just about looking to get in. So now I don't think uh, this deal of uh, teammates, we're out. I mean, we're going to be racing hard each other. Oh, yeah, and it's just going to be one big cluster up there <laughs> trying to get to the front. And uh, and add that into Martinsville, yeah. <laughs> where you always have clusters. Plus it being Halloween, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The... Uh, the first four, well, I'll just get with it right now. The first four are Larson, Chase Elliott, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, and Kyle Busch. But then the next four, trying again, are Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex, Brad Keselowski, and Joey Logano. So uh, there's a whole lot of incentive for uh, for some rooting and gouging. 
Do y'all remember back about mid-season when we were so critical of Kyle Busch because he was just so, doing so terribly, and and now he is poised to be in the the final four next week. Yeah, and he's been he does a lot of belly aching. You know, he's been a real real critical these last few weeks of the people that uh. I sugarcoat it, Perry. Don't sugarcoat it. I'm not. I was trying not to. I mean, he's been very. I mean, you know, it's like I like it. It's like you said after you got out of uh, Texas, when you can hold it wide open and they're still pulling away from you. What am I supposed to do? Well, but well, but, I mean, but what I was talking about was the the people that aren't in the chase not getting out of the way. He wants them just to move over, and they're saying, you know, people like your buddy, the watermelon man, Ross Chastain, you know, to. Uh, I ain't moving over for anybody. I got a family to feed and a job to keep, and and all these guys in the pits and on the crew are counting on me to try to win this race. I'm not moving over for somebody because I'm not in the chase, and they are. And I could not agree more. Yep. So uh, that's uh, – and uh, do you remember changing off a cup for just a second, giving me a homework assignment last week? Yes. What was it? Uh, something about to shine on the tires of the Formula One cars. Well, I got you an answer. All right. What do you think it is? Any guess? I think. While I'm digging it out here, I think it's some kind of a, a coating to keep the compound into the tires, keep it from, uh, you know. Pirelli boss. That's the, all the Formula One tires are Pirellis. Mario Azola has explained why the Italian manufacturer's Formula One tires have a shiny new look. This is from 2019, by the way. So this didn't just happen, but you're right. I just noticed it when you said something. The addition of the shiny look, I'm reading this. The addition of the shiny look tires is one of the number one alterations made by Pirelli for this year, 2019, including a new coating system and a bid to simplify its range of compounds. We are using molds that have a chrome treatment. Isola said, we tested that formula last year for the first time in Formula 2. The reason why we introduced this technology is that especially the hypersoft uh, tire we used last year and the softest compound for 2019 when this was written are very sticky. And when you vulcanize and cook the tire, it's difficult for the mold sometimes. You'll see small imperfections of the tread because of the adhesion between the compound and the mold. With the new mold, they are better. So I guess the tire's not sticking to chrome rather than... Whatever it was, I mean, I just figured they sprayed some Teflon on there or something and made it come out like your egg in the frying pan. Um, You see small imperfections of the tread because of the adhesion between the the molds and the compound, and the new molds are much better. They look nicer in the terms of technology. It is better. The specifications is that the same at all the tracks as far as uh, the compound, just the surface is just the surfaces are different, and the finish is more shiny. And he concludes by saying, despite the shiny surface, uh, the new tires will not have less grip than before when using them for the first time. It's something that out of the pit lane will not change anything. What could happen is that if the driver fits a new set of tires and they run slow laps, it's because of the camber and uh, and not the tire. So when you but when they come back in the pits, you will see... Uh, that the external side is still shiny, but that's it. So I guess the way the tire's leaning or something, that might half of it be shiny be worn off and uh, 
So Darrell Waltrip used to talk about the goodie wearing off the tires. I guess with Formula One, it's the shiny. Yep. Is that and satisfactory? Now, if I understood that correctly, then what it, it means is it's because it, to keep the tire from sticking to the mold oh. when it's first formed. Yeah. Yeah. So they so it doesn't stick to chrome as much. So, uh, but it makes it shiny. And I didn't, I had never really paid any attention or noticed it until you mentioned it. So I went back and looked at some tape and uh, or some old videos or actually some very recent videos. And you're right. They put them on there. Them babies are shiny. So uh, that's it. Chrome moles. Okay. All righty. You get an A on your homework. Thank you. I did it this morning, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I said, what was that question? I'm so not to- much has changed since high school and college, Exactly. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, I have been known to do it in class, but I, I did a little better than that. So well, let's take our first break and come back and uh, see what Alan's got for us locally. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife, Rita, are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie handpicks every vehicle and posts the best prices up front at ImpexPreOwned.com. Find the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams at a price you can afford at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Do you own a diesel truck that just doesn't have the power you want when pulling your camper, boat, or livestock trailer? Whether you use your diesel truck for work or play, optimal performance is important. PF Auto & Diesel has over 30 years' experience and employs ASE-certified mechanics and can get your diesel engine running right. So whether it's the power stroke in your Ford that's giving you issues or your dump truck or tractor trailer just isn't running right, call PF Auto & Diesel today to schedule your appointment, 426-5083. PF Auto & Diesel, 1116 Jonesville Lockhart Highway in Union, worth the drive to get your diesel engine running right. Military and first responders get 10% off with proper ID. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. 
Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you own a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free. And that usually means our bad moon is uh, getting ready to give us the local results. So uh, here's Alan Hill. Alan? All right. We're going to start off over here. We've only had one track racing this past weekend. That was Cherokee Speedway. They had the big cash money 100 over there. Uh, that consists of the big steel block bandits. For people who don't understand what steel block bandits are, it's actually a super late model car with a steel block in it. Most of you super late model cars now have got aluminum blocks in them. But these boys have still got the big steel blocks in them, and uh, they might just weigh just a little bit more, but uh, guess what? Boy come over and set a new track record over there hmm. with a steel block. His name was Russell Irwin. Set a new track record at a 14.862. That is flat getting around that racetrack. Yes, it is. But also had five other divisions of racing over there. We're going to start off with the Super Sportsman Main. It was 15 laps, $1,000 to win. I'm going to give you first five positions here. First place went to Mitchell Duval. Second went to Andy Blackwood. Third went to Justin Armour. Fourth went to Dennis Williams. Fifth went to Todd Bowling. In the Pierce Stock Division, first place went to Nathan Showtime Pierce. Second went to Jason McGrew. Third went to T.J. Penfield. Fourth went to Bradley Williams. Fifth went to Dwayne Worley. In the Front Wheel Drive Division, first place went to Chris Meadows. Second went to Christopher Bobo. Third went to Andrew Rich. Fourth went to Scott Collinger. Fifth went to Anthony Hayes. In the Thunder Bomber Future Division, first place went to Luke Clements. Second went to Stetson Todd. Third went to Travis Jameson. Fourth went to Ronnie Pinson. Fifth went to Brad Haynes. And now for you big main event there, which was, like I said, was a steel block modified. I mean, steel block late models. Uh, they run 100 laps over there. That's a lot. That's a lot for these bulls. And uh, it took them one hour, four minutes, now, 100 laps over there. Do they do that without pit stops? <clears throat> yes, they do. Wow. The only time they have to come in is whenever you wear out that right rear tire and it blows that tire out. Uh, they have to throw a caution flag out. They give you, like, two laps to come in. Might change that right rear tire, come back out. But uh, a lot of these bulls didn't mess up a tire or nothing. So, uh, but they carry enough fuel to make 100 laps. They carry enough fuel to make that 100 laps. They, even... they do not count cautions. It's a 100-lap green flag. Well, that's the way it ought to be anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> I so, like that uh, rule. First place went to Dalton Wilson. Second went to your fast lap qualifier, which was Russell Irwin. Uh, third went to Dylan Brown. Fourth went to Gray Pardon. And fifth went to Derek Quaid. And now let's move up here. We're going to move all the way up to Charlotte Dirt Track. Oh, the, up there on uh, by the big track. By the big track. Yep. Up there, they got the World Short Track Championships going on up there. They've got uh, most of these boys up here this weekend. is going to be your great 
motors, the 602s, the 604s. They also got the UMP modifieds up there. But uh, got over 200 cars up there this week. Goodness. Started out with some qualifying yesterday, and uh, uh, they had something like, uh, I'd probably say they had uh, about, um, I see that they had six heat races up there in the 602 late models. So that means that they had over 60 cars up there. So wow. uh, I'm going to give you some of the local, re- I mean, most of our local boys was doing good up there. So I'm going to give you some of their rundown. 602 heat number one. First place went to Rod Tucker. Second went to Daniel Parker. Third went to Chucky Duncan. And uh, I think you might remember Chucky Duncan, Charlie Duncan. One that used to run hood stations over here on Asheville Highway in Bowling Springs. I remember the stations. I never knew Mr. Duncan. You never did know him. No. As a matter of fact, he moved on up to the Amico station at Teheran Circle. Remember the Amico I remember station? that. <laughs> it's a car lot now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, it's a QT station now. Oh, oh, okay. oh yeah, around there by the ice cream shop. Yes, by the ice cream <laughs> shop. Uh, I remember that. In the second heat race. It went to first place, went to Brian Mullis, second went to Bailey Lau, and third went to Jeff Parsons. Heat race number three, first place went to Jay Merrick, second went to Tanner Fortune, third went to Luke Cooper. Fourth heat race, first place went to John Ruggiero, uh, second went to Gay Gable, and third went to David Smith. In the heat race number five, first place went to Chris Joyce, second went to Bron Rutledge, and third went to Jason Adams. In heat race number six, first place went to Seth Whitley. Second went to John Price. Third went to Barry McDowell. Now let's move over to the 604 late models. First heat went to Ben Watkins. Second went to Justin Hedpest. And third went to Matt Long. Heat race number two, first place went to Colton Kroll. Uh, second went to Jody Knowles. And third went to Owen Osteen. Heat race number three, first place went to Dylan Brown. Second went to Winky McGee. Uh, third went to Jamie McBride. And fourth, now let's move to the heat race number four. Uh, first place went to Tyler Neese. Uh, second went to Dan Brewer. And third went to Trent Ivey. And now for the street stocks. Street stocks up there. Uh, a lot of our local boys is up there. Heat race number one. First place went to Ricky Green. Second went to Caleb McLaughlin. And third went to Jake Jackson. In heat race number two, first place went to Dalton Peavy. Second went to Andy Stewart. Third went to Earl Petty. Heat race number three, first place went to Damian Crump. Second went to Patrick Lyons. Third went to Donnie Atkins. Heat race number four, first place went to Blake Pryor. Second went to Phoenix Slaughter. And third went to Kyle Cooper. And like I said, you've heard a lot of them names over the past few weeks of uh, our local girl boys is doing real good up there in Charlotte and uh, wish them best of luck. Today at Harris Speedway, they got the flat track motorcycles up there. Oh, wow. Yep. Pit Gates is open at 10 a.m. So we a little bit late if we're going to make it up there. Oh, how late they go? <laughs> uh, they going to go. Listen, uh, Pit Gates uh, open at 10 a.m. Registration is 11 a.m. to 2. They call this riders meeting. They don't call it driver's meeting. They call these riders meeting. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> First time I've seen this before, but I had to laugh a little bit. But uh, riders meeting is going to be at 3 p.m. today. Racing's going to start at 4 p.m. Oh, we haven't missed anything. <laughs> Grandstands is $10 to get in. Pits is going to be $30 to get in. 
And now listen to this, Cherokee Speedway. This is going to be prelude to the finals. This is going to be on Tuesday of this coming week. Tuesday, okay, during the week. November 2nd, which is voting day, too. So you can go vote, then you can go on over here to Cherokee Speedway. (laughs) But uh, they're going to have three divisions over there. This is the Shrine Race for Cherokee Speedway, so uh, they're going to let the Shriners just come in there and, and... Kind of pretty much uh, put on a show there. They're going to have the super late models over there. Paid them $7,500 to win. They're going to have the big block modifieds. Didn't know there's that many big blocks left out here in that day. Sounds like a lot of them. Uh, yeah, but uh, most of the big block modifieds will be coming down from up north. Okay. So uh, if I give you results next week, uh, you might be hearing some names that I ain't never heard of. But uh, going to pay them boys $5,000 to win. Also, going to have you 410 sprint cars there, $5,000 to win. They are having this on Tuesday night because next weekend is the finals at Charlotte Motor Speedway for all your super late model boys and stuff like that. So uh, they'll just come down here, race on Tuesday night. Hopefully they got a lot, lot left over. Not- <laughs> got something left to take back to Charlotte. <laughs> got something left to take back over to Charlotte because they'll just move up there the next day and uh, – Kind of go through registration and uh, check up there at Charlotte for the super late models and uh, going to put on another big show the following weekend up there at Charlotte Speedway. Wow. Uh, like I say, uh, it's not too late for you to pack your bags up. Let's head to Charlotte. Is that where Mr. Wilson's is? Did he go up there? I don't know if Mr. Wilson's going to head up that way or not. Now, he wouldn't go watch the riders, would he? No, he won't go watch no motorcycle. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Don't you have a, a, a relative of some sort involved my, in... My brother's son. He, uh, he's, uh, Mike. Yep, my brother's son, Mike. He's got the boy Shane. Uh, they do the flat tracking. Uh, I don't know if they'll be there or not, but uh, he is on the... They go all over the United States flat tracking. And uh, he's with uh, Eps, Epstein's, Epstein's Motorsports or something. Okay. Is that it? That's pretty much our local results. And uh, like I say, if you don't want to go motorcycle racing, just go on up to Charlotte this weekend and uh, pull for our local boys that speed racing up there at Charlotte Motor Speedway. All right. They race for a lot of money. I think that would be a lot of money up there. I didn't uh, hear you mention anything about is, that. Uh, they don't kind of put out. I think this is more of a deal of I've won at Charlotte. I mean, they, they kind of... It's the prestige uh, track to win yeah, at. It's a prestige deal of uh, get your picture taken in Charlotte and stuff like that. But uh, I don't, I don't run for no prestige. Right? I won't run for money <laughs> or trophy. <laughs> Walking into that bank to make a deposit for prestige you're looking for, right? Yes. Well, I hope you get back out there next year. We've missed you. Uh, you raced one time this year. Uh, we didn't really race. We just went up there just uh, didn't just. Uh, Test the waters play, play, play a little bit. That's all we done. Didn't come out too good. No. All right. We we tried something, but uh, just didn't quite work out like we wanted to. All right. Well, looks like you're trying to get something put together we, for next year, I, so we're looking forward Mr. to it. Wilson, Mr. Wilson's getting back happy again. He come by and visited. He'll sit over there. I've got cheer sitting over there, and he says, Is there anything you need me to do? I said, Just sit right there. Just <laughs> <laughs> sit right there. <laughs> that sounds good. All right. Well, let's touch on Cup here for just a minute and get some of this stuff out of the way for later. Uh, as we said earlier, they ran the uh, Hollywood Casino 400 last weekend at Kansas, and Kyle Larson was the winner. 
gift wrapped in a pretty package in a bow for Lanny, who, by the way, let me thank Lanny for all he does for us, besides uh, um, being a guy that looks like he's going to take our championship this year. But Lanny, uh, Lanny maintains the Budmore Engineering website and our Facebook page. They changed the name of Facebook yesterday. Yeah, I haven't been on it in a while. Well, you won't ever be on it again because it's, I can't remember. <laughs> Meta. Meta. How, I mean, I don't, what does that mean? Does that Who mean was the something? NBA player that changed his name? To Meta, Meta World, World Peace. Peace. Yeah, he used to be uh, named something else. Ron Artest? Art- I'll take your word for it. That sounds right. Okay. He, was he involved in the Malice at the Palace? I think he may have been. And then he changed his name to Meta World Peace to show that he wasn't violent. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, that's a long way from uh, Kansas. <laughs> We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> but uh, the race last week at Kansas was won by Kyle Larson, and my pick and his teammate was only, um, well, only, he actually made a run at him. Now, I didn't hear any radio communications or anybody hold up a sign that says back off and let him win this. I don't think that happened. It sounded like he made a run, and I mean, I'm talking about Chase Elliott because he got up with inside of a second and was cut closing it down pretty good, and then uh, he ended up almost four seconds behind at the end of the race. So I guess he just couldn't quite get there. I mean, I, I'm not. there's no conspiracy theory there. Kyle Larson is red hot, and he's won three in a row, and he he might win the next two. Who knows? He just about deserves to be the champion. I tell you what, if yeah. they handed him the crown right now, I wouldn't. I would, couldn't I, contest it. No, no, no but um, they're going to make him earn it, which is the right thing to do. Now, am, am I the only one, or at least the only one, that will admit that I got bored during this race? It was kind of boring. I mean, it's, yeah. No, you're it's okay to say that. <laughs> I don't remember falling asleep, but that might have been because I fell asleep. So I don't, <laughs> I don't really know. But uh, it was um, Kyle Larson first, Chase Elliott was second, Kevin Harvick was third, fourth was Kurt Busch, fifth Denny Hamlin, sixth William Byron, seventh Martin Truex, eighth Christopher Bell, ninth Joey Logano, and tenth Austin Dillon. And uh, the uh, points. After the race, excuse me, was uh, Kyle Larson's got a 74, 74 point lead over Chase Elliott. Two points further back is Denny Hamlin. Third, uh, fourth is uh, Kyle Bush. And then the four looking in on the outside, one point behind Kurt is Brian Blaney. So, uh, uh, not Kurt, Kyle. Uh, one point behind Kyle Bush is Ryan Blaney. So he's all over him. And then another two points back is Bush's teammate, Martin Truex. And then we've got a, a couple of Penske cars that only five or six points back is Brad Keselowski. And then 26 back is Logano. So Logano obviously has to win this race to move up. And uh, uh, he's got a good chance of doing it because he's done it before and took it all the way to the championship. Well, you know, Ryan Blaney was looking good, and all of a sudden he was taken out. I think Austin Dillon got into him, didn't he? Was that this past week? Um, I thought that was the week before. Maybe it was the week before. Yeah, because that started a lot of that. Uh, a lot of that controversy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you might be right. Let me look here, because I got the. Uh, I think uh, 
Yeah, yeah, it was last week on lap 225. <laughs> Turn two, uh, the three and the 12 mixed it up. Yep, so uh, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, and I come to think of it, I do remember that, and they talked to uh, to uh, Brian Blaney, and he, he, I mean, I thought he was pretty calm about it. He's always calm. That's one thing I like about him. He's, He's not too excitable. Calm. He's not too excitable. Sometimes I like it. I like a driver that gets a little excited every so often. Well, he might get excited today. Well, sometimes you need to get fired up. Oh yeah. But um, there's uh, three Penske cars still in the running, and they're running fifth, seventh, and eighth. So they are all three below the cut line. And let's just look at that for a second. The first two are uh, Hendrick cars, Larson and, and Elliott. The next two are Gibbs cars, Hamlin and Bush. And then you got Penske, Gibbs, Penske, Penske. So uh, there's only so many uh, so many um, of the other teams didn't make it. It's just come down, it looks like three there. So uh, they will be going... Today, later on, or tomorrow, that is, at Martinsville, and that should be a good one. So let's take our next break and come back and talk to Deb Williams. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this, and you want it to sound like this, there's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. This is Jeremy Clement. 
and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6 for fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage, biscuits baked to perfection, the enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's easy on-the-go breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal, single item at regular price. Valid when product served. Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. Uh, good morning, Deb. How's everything up in Martinsville? Uh, well, I'm in route there now, and it is quite chilly. So <laughs> if anyone's planning to come to Martinsville, I would suggest they wear warm coat and gloves. Well, that's uh, that's appropriate for the for th- for Thanksgiving, for Halloween Eve. So uh, I'm just looking forward to a great weekend up there, starting at 1 o'clock today with the trucks, and then Xfinity at 6, and then the big one tomorrow where a lot of things can change. That's very true, and you know what's really interesting is when you look at all three series, we're going into these two days of racing with only one person out of those three series guaranteed a spot in the championship four, and that's Kyle Larson because the other two races in this round for Xfinity and Trucks leading up to today have been won by non-playoff drivers, so it's going to be quite interesting. Yeah, and we were talking about that last week and a little bit every week, that that throws an extra twist into it when it's uh, – and, and that's the thing that, you know, uh, I've had some problems with what Kyle Bush and some of the other guys have been saying this week about uh, the uh, the cars that aren't in the chase, uh, you know, sort of having no respect and this thing, that, this, that and the other. And, you know, I, Ross Chastain was saying, you know, I got – I got a family to feed and a job to keep, and I'm not moving over for anybody. And I got to be honest with you, Deb, I I agree with that. Oh, I agree 100%. And what's funny is if the shoe was on the other foot and that driver wasn't in the playoffs, I guarantee you they'd be saying the same thing. Especially Kyle Busch. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was funny. I was listening to one show yesterday, and the person said, you know, don't go to the race and put your child's headset on Kyle Busch's radio. <laughs> but but then he made an interesting point. He said, you know, you have to remember, these are men who are racing. These are men who are conversing with men in a competitive situation, and they're going to converse the way men converse. He said, I wouldn't put a headset on a child no matter who they were listening to because he said they're not there to raise your children. You're the parent. You're 
responsible for your child. They're not responsible for your child. Well, that's absolutely true. And uh, uh, it's just uh, a great weekend, and so much uh, can change. I know that, uh, what was it, two or three years ago, we were just talking about, I believe it was this race. I'm almost positive that Joey Logano had to win it just to make the chase, uh, the finals, I mean, and then he ends up winning the championship. Or do I have that? That he had one race to win to make the chase. I, <laughs> but I remember, I, don't know. I, I remember he had to, he had to win a race to either make the championship or the chase. And anyway, he ended up winning the whole thing. And uh, and I was glad to see that it showed that anybody can you know like pull this thing out of the fire if you as long as you make it. Exactly, and you know that's one thing I find interesting is some of the people who say well, you know, it's it's not fair if Kyle Larson doesn't win the championship because of his season. But it's no different than the NCAA basketball tournament, or it's like it's been brought out a lot this week about the New England Patriots and the wonderful season they had, and then they got upset in the Super Bowl by the New York Giants. It's the same thing, you know. You've got to perform when it's required and when your back's against the wall. And if you don't perform... That's just the way sports is. You don't get participation trophies. That's right, and I agree 100% with that. I was saying that earlier when we were talking about um, Chase Elliott finishing second to Carl Larson up uh, last week at Kansas, that, you know, it was a big weekend for Hendrick because of the air crash they had suffered uh, Mm -hmm. years earlier. And uh, would there be any kind of orders to let uh, Chase Elliott, you know, by in order to get him into chase but that wasn't going to happen and uh i think these guys uh i mean i think they all know they're going to have to earn it nobody i don't i don't think they have much team orders going on in nascar as far as stuff like that goes and it was uh there is you know the only team when i worked for penske the only thing he would say to his drivers was just don't wreck each other and cost us a win you know it's Go at it hard, and that's what he was so upset about in Daytona, the 500, was it wasn't that they were racing hard, it's that they ended up wrecking each other on the last lap, and neither one of them got the win. Yeah, that's So, right. you know, the problem I think we get into is, number one, you hear constantly about team orders in Formula One. Right. Which kind of jades my attitude towards the F1. But then the other thing is, and... The broadcasters have kind of tuned it down a little bit, but it seemed like that they got on a binge of talking about your teammate this and teammate that, and I think that's what creates the question about team orders. But it was quite clear last week that there were none between the, regarding Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, and there should not be. Right. Team orders should not exist. Deb, have you heard any talk um, around the – around the sport from the other media people. I noticed some uh, things written this week as far as the attendance of the Formula One race at Coda compared to uh, NASCAR. Now, I know when NASCAR ran there, it was during a monsoon, but compared to Kansas, which maybe that's apples and oranges, I don't know. But it just seemed like the overall uh, tone of the articles were that Formula One's doing great and NASCAR needs to do something. Well, they're overlooking a lot of things. And number one is, that's the only Formula One race in the United States all year long. So it's kind of like people want to go to the F1 race to say they've been to the F1 race. Excuse me. And 
you know, Kansas, NASCAR runs twice a year at Kansas, and there's 36 cup races. I mean, look at, uh, you know, the United States is NASCAR's home. Right. And the world is Formula One's home. So I understand there's tickets being sold in Miami to an F1 race, and Las Vegas is wanting an F1 race in the streets of Vegas. What I would be curious to see is if, by some miracle, we do have two or even three Formula One races in the United States, would the attendance be as large there as it was when you only have one in the United States? Yeah. Now, I don't remember what the attendance figures were at Indy when they had the Formula One race or... Of course, long ago when they used to race at Watkins Glen, right. but you know it's Formula One is a happening, so to speak. You know, it's it's almost like you go there for all these events and a race breaks out. Yeah, Woodstock so, with race cars. Yeah, and you know, I, I remember one person was talking about how. When they went through the airport, there was all this signage and everything up. Well, it's an international racing series. Yeah. So you're going to have people come in from all over. And whereas it's a, a McLaren or a, you know, different country loyalties or different manufacturer loyalties, so or, or the, or the I team. think you're comparing apples and oranges. Yeah, or the team know? right down the street from you. <laughs> so, exactly, uh, yeah. Right, before we time, get time, uh, time gets away from us, we've got about six minutes. Let's get our picks in. We gift-wrapped the championship maybe for uh, Lanny last week because he picked last and nobody had picked Larson, and he took him and he won. So, Deb, you've got a good chance. If you can pick two in a row, you uh, you can steal the championship. So, uh Lanny's no, got four. Know. Well, go ahead and pick. Okay, I'm going to mess everything up and take the 11. Okay, that's uh, Hamlin. Uh, Ronnie? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go by what he's been doing lately, and I'm going to go with Harvey. Okay, well, he might not win one this year. I'll take Chase. How about you over there, uh, Alan? I think I'm going to take uh, who you didn't really like, Kyle Busch. All right, Nobody, nobody's picking Larson again. Uh, Greg's got D. Benedetto. I'm sure. Uh, um, Jada, who's she going to take? Nineteen. Okay, she's going to take the other Gibbs car, one of the other ones. And Lanny, we're waiting to hear from you. And I got a wild guess who you might pick. Uh, got about five minutes left, or four minutes left, Deb. Any news coming out of Martinsville, or as we get the season really winding down here? Well, it was announced yesterday that Austin Hill is going to Richard Childress Racing next year to drive full-time in the Xfinity Series. So that's two people from the truck series that Richard Childress Racing is putting in its Xfinity Series program for full-time next year because, you know, they unveiled Sheldon Creed's car at Charlotte Motor Speedway earlier this month. So that's going to be two full-time Xfinity cars next year at Richard Childress Racing with Austin Hill and and Sheldon Creed. Okay, well, and... uh... Of course, I just got a text. Lanny wants Blaney. So nobody took Larson, and he's won three in a row. I guess people think four is out of the question. 
So, Wait a minute. I, oh, that's why I took Camlin. Yeah. yeah. You can change. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that's right. okay. As long as I still got you on the phone, you can change. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. This week you're driving. Last week it was uh, high-protein pancakes. So uh, can't wait to hear yeah, what you'll be doing true. next week. <laughs> well, next weekend is the World, World of Outlaws World Championships at the dirt track at Charlotte. Oh, okay, so yeah. Uh, I'll be out in the dirt track next weekend. Alan was telling us a little bit about that earlier. Now, uh, uh, go over and say hello to Jeremy uh, when you get up there. He is carrying us on the quarter panels of the car, and he's got a teal-colored uh, zombie car with uh, pink uh, 51s on it, and it says, Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 right on the side. So uh, he's oh, carrying. Cool. Yep, he's carrying our colors. We got a lot of money shelled out for him. I think he's starting 18th. And uh, you know, we pull for uh, Jeremy to the last minute. And and you know, I was talking to them yesterday or, or Wednesday. They had a little event here, and I was asking the crew chief Mark Setzer if they got any kind of big, uh, you know, monetary bonus for a. Uh, uh, being in the playoffs and he said not really he said i don't really know maybe there's something i don't know about but there there may be something coming down the line but he said he had researched it and he doesn't really see anything really big that uh that they got other than the privilege of going for the championship well it all boils down to where you finish in the point standing excuse me that's where the money comes in so you know uh being in the playoffs you get a shot at the championship and and then, of course, you got a chance to finish much higher in the point standings, too, because, you know, once the playoffs drivers are determined, those who don't make it can't finish any higher. Well, let's just take the Cup Series, for example. You've got 16 drivers that start the playoffs, so the best any of the other drivers can finish in the point standings is 17. Right. But if you're in those playoffs, then you got constantly got a, the opportunity to move up in the points, and that's where the money comes in, is in the where you finish in the point standings. Well, I think Jeremy's got a legitimate shot at moving up at least one spot, maybe two. But uh, anyway, we're going to uh, gracefully have plenty of time to bid you adieu this week, uh, Deb, and I uh, hope you have a great time up there at Martinsville. And one race to go. It's coming down to it, and we look forward to hearing what you have to say about it next week. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. And, yes, the concession stands are open at Martinsville, so you can buy your Martinsville hot dog at the concession stand this time. Well, so have one. <laughs> no, I can't eat hot dogs. Eh? No. Um, no, they uh not supposed to eat them when you don't have a spleen, so oh. I have to oh. stay away from them. Well, I didn't know that about you. So I, I don't even know what yeah. a spleen does, but if it's the hot dog. Uh, it filters blood. A spleen. A spleen is what is responsible for your immune system. Oh, well, and, uh, if you eat a hot dog, you yeah. definitely need one of those. <laughs> Deb, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week. We appreciate it. You're the best. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. All right. Thank you. That's Deb Williams, who, Ronnie? Smartest woman I know. Smartest woman I know, too, and we eased her own out with 45 seconds to go. I'm real proud of it, so we don't have to cut her off in mid-sentence. So, uh, or like I had to do and cut her off in mid-word. Well, no, yeah, but I mean it, it worked out. I listened to that twice, and it uh, it was close. <laughs> it was close, but uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Roger Mandeville and Mike Miller. Uh, Roger, the sports car great, and Mike 
Miller, a, a local sports car driver, who's going to bring us up to speed on what he says is a, a great, uh, almost underground uh, uh, area of sports that we're not even aware of around here, or, or I'm not anyway, and we want to educate our listeners. So you're listening to uh, Fox Sports Spartanburg, and we'll be back right after this for the second hour. The home of Open Mic, weekdays from 3 to 6. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSBG Spartanburg. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do, and that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest-running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and of course the Fox Sports 1400 app. Tracing roots to 1832, Janney is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting client needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing the best in financial and investment advice to help clients reach their personal or business goals. When you are seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Rubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome. I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. For immediate reactions and analysis, tune in to Victory Formation. Following Spartan High Football, we'll have final scores and breakdowns of all the games in Spartanburg County and surrounding areas each and every Friday night on Victory Formation, brought to you by Phillips and Law and Fuel of Chesney, right here on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. 
Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Wedding takes a strong team effort, and you'll win when you trust the Capacity Glass Mart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus, Capacity Glass Mart provides 24-hour emergency board-up service. Call the Capacity Glass Mart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Capacity Glass Mart, serving the upstate since 1975. Capacity Glass Mart, helping your team win. Do you want a diesel truck that just doesn't have the power you want when pulling your camper, boat, or livestock trailer? Whether you use your diesel truck for work or play, optimal performance is important. PF Auto and Diesel has over 30 years experience and employs ASE certified mechanics and can get your diesel engine running right. So whether it's the power stroke in your Ford that's giving you issues or your dump truck or tractor trailer just isn't running right, call PF Auto and Diesel today to schedule your appointment. 426-5083. PF Auto and Diesel, 1116 Jonesville Lockhart Highway in Union. Worth the drive to get your diesel engine running right. Military and first responders get 10% off with proper ID. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it's my great pleasure to bring on somebody that I ought to be took out and whipped for not having on more recently than uh, nine years. But I don't think we've had Roger on. And that's my fault. And uh, welcome to start your engines, Roger Mandeville. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, Dave. How you doing? So far, so good. Uh, all right. Well, that's great, and it's great to have you on the show. And Mike uh, Miller is also with Roger. I met Mike a couple of weeks ago uh, trying to find Roger. And Mike's standing there getting his uh, cars ready for uh, for um, the, I thought, there was something coming up like very soon at uh, Road Atlanta that you were going to be partaking in. I might have had that wrong, but good morning, uh, Mike. How are you? Good morning, Perry. Glad to be here. Yeah, we were 
we're getting a car back together again for a future race, uh, probably sometime next year. But uh, there are some races coming up down at Road Atlanta in uh, early November. We'll have a, a year-end uh, championship race down there called the American Road Racing Classic and or championship, and uh, it'll be coming up here uh, in a weekend or two. Well, Roger, I was trying to get in touch with you uh, just to touch bases with you this past Monday, and I think it was Monday, and your gate was open, so I went up there, and I didn't see any cars, so I knocked on the door, and I met another sports car driver named Al Pierce who was getting his Mazda ready, and I think he was getting ready to go to something this weekend. Well, Al, yes, he's trying to get his car ready, and he's going, I think, this coming weekend. Is it this uh, coming weekend? About seven days from now. Yeah. And he, uh, Al's been in the shop for several years. He was one of my early engine customers, probably 45 years ago. Wow. Somewhere on there. Uh, I don't anymore build uh, engines for everybody, but I do support my old customers that need help sometimes. Well, he had a Mazda sitting right there, and uh, I'd like to back up a little bit now and get and find out some, uh, some things about... Uh, how did you get started in racing, Roger? I don't really find anything out there in trying to search some biographies and things on the Internet about what led you to uh, become a race driver. That's going way back, but if you could enlighten us on that, I would appreciate it. Well, you know, uh, rightly so, I should have forgotten as old as I am. Well. But, but I haven't. Uh, I, I always liked cars, and uh, I lived in Canada at the time. And uh, when I turned 18, I started racing in NGA, uh, in club racing. And uh, then later, a Triumph Spitfire. And then, then that was interrupted by college. And so for a few years, I didn't race while I was in school. And when I came out of school, I ended up in the Carolinas and then again, uh, got interested in club racing, and that's progressed from there to IMSA. Well, I mean, and I feel so fortunate that you settled in Spartanburg. Was that your first uh, your first home down south? Or other, did you go to college down south? Yep, I'm an NC State graduate, just like Mike. <laughs> oh, okay, a couple of couple of Wolfpackers there. So, uh, yeah, but you, uh, but no, I lived in Marion, South Carolina for a while because I was associated with a company located in Marion. And uh, that's where I met my wife. And then we moved to Spartanburg because work took me to Spartanburg. But later, uh, when we went racing in IMSA seriously, and that's all we did basically, uh, Spartanburg turned out to be a good location. The intersection I-26, I-85, so whenever... You go somewhere at the NIMSA race, you're right on the interstate, and uh, that made moving the team around a good, uh, easy. Yeah, I always said Spartanburg was easy to get out of in any direction. Well, that's very true. That's the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> traffic's trying to make a liar out of us. That's correct. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you're absolutely associated. i got two big questions here that I've been wondering about. And the first one is, I mean, you've, you've absolutely been associated with Mazda, which was a rotary engine, which was, you know, uh, and you were so successful with it. I mean, won championships and big races with a Mazda. And I, I don't know how many other people were 
experimenting, if that's the right word, or using a Mazda, but you did, and you made it work. And uh, how did you go from just a conventional uh, reciprocating engine to a, a rotary engine? Well, it's a bit of a long story, but I had a friend in North Carolina, in Raleigh, uh, Dr. Paul Fleming, uh, who's left us now, but uh, he was Dutch, and he had heard about the Mazda in Europe and uh, thought that that was a, an engine that might work out pretty well in racing. So he bought and built a race car. Uh, I'll make the story short, but at one point in time when he found that he, his practice couldn't allow him to race, he, he and I swapped cars. I had a street car that he needed for his daughter, and I got his race car. And then worked on it and worked on it, then uh, started racing it and had medium success with it. And then Mazda uh, decided to go racing, and what happens is, they look at people that are running their equipment, and I was at the right place at the right time. You sure were. So from then on, with some support from Mazda and uh, parts that were no longer, well, before then were not available, but since they were going racing, they made them available. Then that brought us the success that we were trying to get to. So, um, now correct me if I'm wrong, but it looked like uh, you're... you're Big success here with Mazda was roughly like from 1978 until, uh, well, about the late 80s, like 88, 89, somewhere in there? That's correct. Uh, I, I, I won the championship in the championship uh, in the Champions Park Club Challenge in 79. And I started racing an RX3 in 78. That car won in 79. Then Mazda introduced the RX-7, which was a better vehicle than what we had. And uh, with that, we were really successful. And I forgot how many races I won, but a bunch. Yeah, you did win a bunch. And um, so, you know, Mazda stuck by you, I guess, the whole time or most of the time. And, I mean, I just always associated the two. And I can remember looking at the Hot Rod and, and automotive magazines and, and all the Mazda advertisements that always had Roger Mandeville, Mandeville in there. Well, yeah, it was a good, a good partnership. Uh, we we always treated their people like they treated us. And for, I mean, in many instances, we had Japanese technicians and engineers working out of our shop uh, here in Spartanburg, and so we got to know a lot of those people, and we. Also, were invited to Japan, and they always were very gentle, and they always gave us the latest technology, and uh, so you know we were thankful for that. So it just it was a good partnership. Well, we're talking to the great Roger Mandeville, and uh, Mike. We'll get to you in just one second. I want to. I got one more burning question that I wanted to ask uh, Roger, and uh, why thirty eight? I mean, it looks like almost all of your cars up until the end were uh, number 38. Why, why 38, which is a great number, but uh, it looks good on your cars for sure. Why, why did you pick that one to uh, almost run your whole career with? You're, you're the second guy this week to ask me that question. You sure I didn't ask you earlier? It's really simple. Uh, when we first started racing in SECA, 
they did not assign numbers on a yearly basis. You just had you just picked the number for the event that weekend. And thirty-eight came from having eighty-eight that you could tape over and make thirty-eight, thirty-three. And so it was a good choice. I ended up with thirty-eight in IMSA, and I just kept it. So you could change numbers if you had to. In SCCA, you did. I mean, yeah. uh, depending on when they received your entries, uh, you just you picked a number, and if you were down the line where somebody else had picked that number, you had to change it. So uh, I ended up with 38, and that just that's the number I raced with in IMSA for years. Looking at some of your results here, I see you had a you had a. You raced at Opal, you raced Volvo, a Ford Pinto, and I even see a, an AMC Pacer that you uh, raced with uh, Amos Johnson. Yeah, well, Amos was a factor in my getting into him. He's the one that said, hey, listen, you can go race and have just as much fun and they pay you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big big part of it. So over the years, he and I drove an Opal. It was his car at Virginia International Raceway, and we won the first GTU race there together in that Opal. And later, I'm going to get this right, but at Talladega, when the drivers in NASCAR decided to strike. That was 69. Yeah, and Bill needed some people to drive uh, cars. Uh, He asked Amos if he would run his is pacer in the race, and Amos said yes, and I co-drove with him. <laughs> so, and that was on the oval. That wasn't on the road course, right? That, yeah, no, that, that that weekend was on the road course. Oh, it was on he the road did, course. He did, he did the oval. Oh, okay. I, I bet that felt good with a with a pacer <laughs> getting uh, lapped by a Dodge Daytona. <laughs> well, you know, let me tell you, as, as it was fun to drive the Pacer. It weren't as anywhere near as bad as they looked. <laughs> and they 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 had one peculiar feature, and that was the steering system was six turns lock to lock. So in a race car, that keeps you real busy. Amos Johnson put one of those lovers' knob on the steering wheel so he could just spin that wheel <laughs> around corners. It's not easy when you're not used to it. I haven't seen one of those since I was in a cab, I think, in New York or something. Um, uh, Well, and one more question for you uh, before we talk to Mike. With all the time you spent down here, did you not ever uh, get approached or anybody uh, try to get you to go stock car racing? No. My interest was very much road racing. Uh, So I, I... I just that I I've driven on a on an oval track a couple times, but never competitively. Okay. Well, we also have Mike Miller there, and Mike, you uh, how did you get to know Roger? And uh, and evidently, this is a pretty long relationship. <laughs> well, Roger and I have been crossing paths for quite a few years. You know, as Roger mentioned, he was involved with the the club racing and the the IMSA scene and. I used to uh, drive by his shop uh, quite frequently when I would go back and forth to Road Atlanta and uh, down south to go to Roblin Road or Daytona. And uh, we would see each other at uh, the uh, the local SCCA regional uh, events. 
and stuff. And so we just kind of, kind of would cross paths, you know, on a, on a fairly frequent basis. And then, uh, uh, when I moved down to Walhalla, South Carolina, as part of my job transfer, uh, back in the early nineties, I was, uh, doing a lot of racing out of Walhalla and I was looking for a place to get some, uh, engine dyno work done. And so I took my, uh, car engines and I started coming up here to, to Roger's place to, to dyno the engines on a, on a basis. And we just started working together and doing all sorts of activities, uh, in the shop together. And then when his, uh, building that was, uh, uh, just below mine there that you came by and visited with me there. Right. When it came available to be purchased, uh, I ended up buying it and now I've moved up here to the more South Carolina area and so we're neighbors now. <laughs> well, that sounds great. And now you, uh, uh, when I was in your shop and looking around and you've got cars in all different, uh, stages of, uh, construction or deconstruction, but you had one there that was kind of torn up. Where uh, you said that was a, uh, that I, I thought I knew you didn't race at Darlington, but it kind of looked like a Darlington stripe. And you said no, that came from Homestead, and it it broke my back. That sounds pretty pretty serious. Now, hope you can get back behind the wheel soon. Well, that's why we were down there working on the yellow one. <laughs> I'm going to be putting it back together again and. Hopefully, I'll be able to get out in the spring of uh, next year. I've still got a, a little bit of problems with my lower back, but uh, I should be should be there uh, ready to go racing probably sometime in the spring. Well, you said something, Mike, that really intrigued me, and it was really made the light come on. And I said, well, i got to have Mike on this show, too. And you said something, to, and I can't remember the exact words, but it was like uh, – Spartanburg or this area, it's like you don't have any idea how much sports car racing is going on here, you know, that, that nobody hears about. And it was like a, an undiscovered treasure or, or something. Could you expound on that a little bit? Yes. Uh, well, you know, as Roger Starr stated, and uh, I've been doing for about 50 years now, there's a lot of club racing that goes along, goes on in the, the Carolina area. And we have quite a few club racers here in, uh, in the Spartanburg area. As Al, as, uh, Roger mentioned, Al Pierce has been club racing out of, out of the shop here. And there's, there's others in the Moore area and, uh, Spartanburg area and lots in the Greenville area and just lots all over South Carolina. But because the majority of them are amateur, you know, they don't quite get the publicity that uh, everybody else does they've got uh, day jobs that they work you know predominantly and then they race on the weekends and that's what i did so. well, well that, i mean that just sounds great and it, it's it's wonderful for me to know as big a races racing fan as i am and and uh, and the show we have here that there's so much more you know uh fertile ground out there for us to uh to uh explore and talk about on the air and uh this is just um, this is just fantastic knowing that there's uh, all this club racing and sports car racing that I wasn't even aware of. Yeah, I, I went and looked, and there was uh, two other racers just in more besides myself, and we were all up at uh, Indianapolis a couple weeks back or a few weeks back, and uh, so there's plenty of racing going on. I'm quite sure that 
you know, there's all sorts of, uh, you know, weekend warriors in the, in the uh, drag racing arena and the, the short track arena, you know, racing, uh, racing cars on a, on a weekend basis and working during the week. Well, we're going to have y'all on more often. I can, as long as you'll come on the show, because, uh, <laughs> this is fantastic. Not, not touching bases with Rogers as, any more than I have is, a uh, is horrible. I know one of the ways that I used to meet up with Roger was when we would all, uh, and I wasn't a regular, I was a semi-regular. I would show up maybe once a week, maybe once every two weeks at the, the peach blossom when it would be Roger and, uh, and, and his wife, Nancy and, uh, Cotton Owens and dot would be there and Bud Moore and his son, Daryl. And I would come and some other people from around the area, you know, meeting for lunch every day at the peach blossom. And, uh, those are some wonderful times. And I guess that's just about done now. Well, you know, the, my old friends all left it. <laughs> uh, but well, I'll meet yeah. you there anytime. <laughs> I'll still go there. Look, let me, I got to ask, and this is a question for both of you that we maybe can close on here, but I got to hear more. You guys get together and tell me something about Klaus because I, all I, I hear a lot about Klaus, and I just got a feeling Klaus is a character, or maybe, maybe I, I shouldn't term it that way, but a gentleman that I need to hear about, Klaus. Uh, well, you know, I met Klaus about uh, about 20 years ago, probably, uh, when he was interested in buying some parts that I had for sale that uh, had been advertised on one of our enthusiast message boards, and we've been hanging around together ever since, and um, I just want to say he is absolutely indispensable in uh, my racing efforts now and that's because he's he's a very good fabricator and machinist for projects that we do together we'll think of something and i will sit there and we'll talk about it a little bit and then he'll go back home and uh draw up some uh drawings on the pictures i mean on the uh on the parts and then he'll uh, bring them out. We'll look at them and make some revisions. Then we'll go to get them to a machinist, and we'll have uh, some beta prototypes made, and we'll look at those and and decide if that's what we want to build. And then we'll build stuff. Now, how so, long has Klaus been around? I don't mean uh, on the earth, but I mean around you guys. Well, he came to the United States in 1980 from Germany, 8081 from Germany. He was vice president of his company. Right. He was vice president of uh, the Rink Bearing Company right off Tuckapow Road over off of uh, the Duncan Moore Highway there. And that's where I met him was over there. But uh, so he's been in the United States, uh, you know, since the 80s. And, uh, and he's, he's just become a very, very good friend. To, to both Roger and I. And I'll turn turn it over to Roger so he can talk about him a little bit. Well, you know, Barry, I don't make it short, but I met him because he was helping Mike, and then he ended up uh, partially working out of our shop here, and he's a wonderful addition because when Nancy and I decide to go to Florida for two months, Klaus makes sure the shop stays here. And, you know, so he, he's honest, and he just does a great job with everything he asks of him. So, yeah, Klaus is a good man to have around. Well, certainly. Uh, b- between um, 
German help and, and Japanese help. I would say that uh, Spartanburg, as, as we're famous for, is a, sort of a melting pot of everything. And uh, I would say that, uh, uh, Roger Mandeville, your racing shops are, uh, are right at the center of that with all, all different nationalities and yeah. people working together and obviously producing winners and champions. Well, yes. We, even though the shop is not as active as it used to be, Mike is, and you know, we kind of we enjoy SCCA. To me, that the, the club racing is still a fun, fun event. So occasionally, Nancy and I go to track. COVID has kind of slowed us down a little bit, but we're watching the numbers and we'll be recovering shortly. Well, that's great. I got my booster shot last Tuesday, so uh, yes, thank <laughs> you. Um, uh, thank you guys for coming on. Listen, we got to do this again next year, and um, it's wonderful talking to you. There's so much more that I want to get into, but we can do that later. And uh, just um, appreciate Roger Mandeville and Mike Miller both coming on the show. It's great to have you and uh, to know that you're out there still uh, making uh, making engines roar in Spartanburg, and we appreciate it, and thanks for coming on. All right, Barry, thank you. Thank you, Perry. All right. Thank you, fellas. And uh, that was great. A couple of great guys. That's one of the best twofers we've ever had. Oh, I don't know if we've ever had. Have we ever had a twofer? <laughs> uh, I, we probably have. We, we've had multiples with the uh, uh, Scott family. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think well, of. Yeah. Wendell Scott's family. we got to have Klaus on. I want to talk to Klaus. I saw him over there, and he looks like, if it's the guy that I saw, and I, did, I was no closer to him than a 20 or 30 yards, but he was like uh, gray hair, kind of looked like he might have been balding with glasses, and uh, just like he looked like a watchmaker. He looked like a <laughs> typical German, somebody that was over there and doing something precise. Looked Got, like right. a, I understand. He wasn't pushing a mop or a broom, or he maybe probably does from time to time, but I mean, he did. He looked like a scientist or something over there, and uh, I Sounds guarantee like you, whatever he was doing, it worked. Sounds like he must be a mad scientist. <laughs> Well, he's got to be pretty happy working for Roger Mandeville and uh, with Roger Mandeville and uh, Mike. And like I said, walked in the door last week, met another guy, and I just didn't have enough room to get them all on the show. Cool. But Al Pierce has got his car probably on the ground at Road well, Atlanta might, right now. Sounds like you may might need to make that a regular stop. Well, maybe we will. But there's a lot going on that I didn't know about. Let's take a break, come back, and we got a slipping in a special guest here from uh, Spartanburg Dragway. Greer Dragway. Spartanburg Dragway. See, I'm living in the 20s or the 40s or the 80s. Uh, yeah, from uh, Greer Dragway, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife, Rita, are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie handpicks every vehicle and posts the best prices up front at ImpexPreOwned.com. Find the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams at a price you can afford at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. You all already know palmetto spirits is the place to go for wine fine bourbons and home bar essentials but palmetto spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like rj rockers crowd-pleasing budweiser brands and world
world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you want a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And we have a special guest that uh, wants to talk about what's going on out at Greer Dragway or not going on, and that's Mr. Hank Guyton. Good morning, Hank. Hey, Perry. How you doing? I'm doing great, and I want to apologize to you. At least Roger Manville I hadn't honed it, had hadn't had on in about nine years at least we've had you on a couple of times this year but uh not lately so uh tell us about spartan oh, here i do it again greer dragway and what you guys have going on uh uh not today but i think you've had a cancellation but for the rest of the year and next year well yeah we uh we're supposed to have a halloween race today and uh because of all the rain uh you know thursday and friday uh and the weather he canceled. Um, we are done for the rest of the year. Matter of fact, uh, this would have been our last race. We had our we had our Thanksgiving race last week. We was going to have a Halloween race this week, but it didn't happen. So uh, our Thursday night test and tune will resume in twenty twenty two, about first week of March. Well, Hank, catch us up on on what you've been doing this year. Uh far as the racetrack or just me no <laughs> the, this is a racing <laughs> show let's talk yes. about the track <laughs> both of them let's talk about the track first well, unless you I did mean, something yeah. really good like uh find a cure for uh something but go ahead no i my year could have been a whole lot better let's put it that way you know because uh, i finished 15th in the points uh it's nothing to brag about but uh at least that at least i was in the top 20 if that means anything well, you were in the top 15. That's even better. Uh, yep. That's right. We had a runoff for that. Uh, they gave away a couple torque converters, transmissions, but uh, I didn't win that either. So uh, 
just been it's kind of you know just been uh, I guess a pretty non-eventful year. I didn't have any. I didn't tear up nothing. Let's put it that way. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, headed to uh, Farmington Dragway tomorrow. Since uh, we canceled today, uh, Farmington Dragway in North Carolina is having a four or five second shootout. So we're going to go to that to get one more race in. Uh, but far as the Greer Dragway, uh, like I said, he had that. He had a big ten thousand uh, dollars race this year. He had a ten thousand dollar foot brake race this year, and hopefully have a, that's what he'll have again next year, as well as his point series that uh, it runs from. Uh, April to the end of September. We, uh, the Greer Dragway did go down to Dalton for the bracket world finals and we finished fourth this year. We was a two time champion, but this year we kind of dropped the fourth. So that's about our year right there. Well, uh, for, a, for a world championship, fourth ain't bad. No, no, because we'd won it two years in a row. You know, we won it in 20. Let's see, we didn't have it in 2020 because of the, the COVID. Uh, but we went in 2019, I believe in 2018, and then 4th this year. Yeah, because that's 4th out of, uh, uh, I think it was 14 tracks or 15 tracks, and, and there's 40 cars per track. Good grief. No, yeah. I'd say 4th is pretty pretty dadgum good. Now, um, you, you mentioned 2022, which sounds... Uh, Sounds a long way off, but it's about what sixty days, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, what two months away? Yeah, we'll be ready to go. Yeah, two months away. Yeah. So uh, everything yeah. is a go. There's no uh, nothing screwy happening politically or anything to uh, to get in uh, the way of Greer having a having a 2022 season. Right. Yeah. Everything's a go. It's just uh, like I said. Come uh, first first weekend in March is when it usually opens up. Uh, for testing tune, and then the next Saturday is is race it's race time. Then, well, I tell you what, Hank, do what you did today. If you say, "Why hadn't that bum called me lately?" Call me, and I'll uh, <laughs> and I'll uh, and we'll put you on the air uh, right away, like as we did today. And um, stay healthy. We're not out of the woods on this COVID thing yet, but uh, you uh, you stay healthy, you and your family, and uh, we'll talk to you in twenty twenty two. Okay, I appreciate you letting me be on, and uh, I kind of listen to your show on every Saturday morning, and that's, I was listening to it this morning, I'm like, you know, I'm going to call Perry and just uh, hey, let him know where everything's still a go for 2022. Well, it was tough to get on the air, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, very tough, very <laughs> tough. Yeah, I made that call to Alan Hill, and uh, next thing you know, I'm on the radio. Well, that's all you got to do. Well, it's not what you know, it's who you know. That's, that's right. And you can cut out the middleman if you want to and just call the station, 864-468-1400, and um, we'll put you right on as long as you don't say anything dirty. Okay, I promise I won't <laughs> say nothing dirty. <laughs> I know you won't. And talk uh, to you, Hank. Get the grill cleaned uh, off, and we'll talk to you for 2022. All right, thank you. Thank Jerry. you. I'll see you all. All right, okay. buddy. That's Hank Guyton. I like Hank. He's a great guy. He I would, is. I'd have, I'd have said... Uh, can't take you, but I didn't like him. But uh, no, Greer Dragway. See, I almost did it again. Mm-hmm. Greer Dragway is uh, um, 
very important to the Spartanburg racing scene, and we're sort of touching on some things today with drag racing and sports car racing, and I'm glad we did. Listen, and, uh, we have nationally and internationally known drivers up at that little drag strip in Greer, yep. and we don't often think about it like we should. And, I, and I'm at fault for that because, you know, I try to think of stuff to put on the air every week, and uh, I'm just glad Hank called us. And I mean, you're talking about just, uh, and with the, all the dirt trucking that Alan tells us about, I mean, there's a lot of racing here. And uh, let's take our last break and come back and head into the Xfinity and talk a little bit about some more Spartanburg racing with uh, Jeremy Clements. Um, his uh, results and uh, what he's got coming up this weekend with our sponsorship of his car. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Get in the game. It's fall savings time, and your countdown to kickoff starts now at Greer Nissan. Tackle the Nissan Rogue, $299 a month. New Nissan Versa, $269 a month. Lease them up in a Nissan Kicks, $239 a month. Roomy Nissan Sentra, $199 a month. And Nissan Murano, $199 a month. Plus 0% financing is available. Get more for your trade. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Kick off your savings at Greer Nissan. Call 864-479-1197 for details. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. It's a beautiful day for the beach, or an afternoon hike, or perfecting your three-pointer at the park. Where you're spending your day may be up for debate, but stopping for an icy treat at McDonald's is not. Now try new Frozen Coke and Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry or Blue Raspberry. Get any size for just $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices of participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. We're going to start up here with the last segment of Start Your Engines and uh, talking about, uh, well, we'll get to it in a second, talking about the big sports car racing at Road Atlanta coming up. But let's do Xfinity next. And like I said, it was good seeing Jeremy at 
R.J. Rockers. Anything ever happened to R.J. Rockers again? I'm gonna invite you, Alan. So uh, I didn't. I didn't. I thought you'd be uh, wiring up a house or something. Or I'm working on race car. All right. Well, that's then you probably would have come. And uh, but anyway, the Xfinity race last week was the Kansas Lottery 300, and it was at Kansas, of course. Jeremy uh, had just a rough going. I mean, nothing really. I don't think uh, happened to. Uh, Make him finish 17th other than uh, trying to come back up through the pack, through the final pit stops and things. And I talked to uh, quite a bit there with Mark Setzer at RJ Rockers on Wednesday, uh, who's the crew chief. That poor fella still commuting back and forth to uh, Hickory every day, and I just don't see how he does that. That's, a, that's brutal. But he says he does it in less than an hour and a half, and uh, and it was just just. They just didn't perform. I mean, you know, they got outperformed, so I don't think there was any one thing in particular. Uh, and I said, uh, I said, you know, you did great. You just stayed up in the top 10 and 12 and even higher earlier in the year all season to make the playoffs, and then you got to the playoffs and you've had your worst races. And he said, you know, isn't it the truth? He said it was just so devastating that uh, Jeremy was running so good at Las Vegas got caught up in that crash that, you know, had nothing to do with it, and he was in the top 10 and on the outside moving up, and uh, that's just the way it goes. So anyway, they ran at X, the Xfinity boys at uh, at uh, Kansas last week, and Ty Gibbs was the winner in the 54 car, and it's like Deb said, these guys keep winning races that aren't regulars, so it's take you know it, it's taking a win away from somebody moving up into the into the championship round, so... A lot of it's going to come on points. Well, did you hear a little deal about the 54 crew chief? Uh, no. Oh, yeah, I, I read that. Yeah. He was kind of, I ain't going to say demoted down to the 54 car, but he's got down there, and now they've won nine races with uh, three or four different drivers right. there. He said he's wanting to go back to the cup. So guess what? I mean, if I was a Richard Childers or a Brad Keselowski or somebody like that that's going out with, with Rush next year, I'd be the first one at that bowl with a contract saying, sign right here, we're going cup racing, you're going to be my crew chief. But, you know, that's... Take, take him away from that Toyota group. That 54 car, uh, I mean, it, it wins no matter who's in it. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's, it's a good <laughs> well, car. That, mean, that says you've got a dominant car. Yeah. I mean, that's a... You and got you a need crew, a regular driver. you got a crew chief right there. I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong. He's wanting to go back to Cups. So, guess what? I, if I was a Richard Childers or, like I said, Jack Roush, or, I'd, I'd be signing this boy, getting him away from there. I wish we knew his name. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> well... See if you can find him real quick. See if you can find him. That's that's one of your jobs is research, now, especially that you're sitting here. Austin Sendrick was second. A.J. Allmendinger third. You know, and I was talking to, uh, um, we were talking to Deb earlier about the uh, team orders and stuff like that. But if you remember back in the summer, and I think it was at Daytona or someplace, a colleague kind of was talking about lining the first three cars up and this, that, and the other was going to happen and nobody could get by. So that's... Uh, that's pretty much bordering on team orders there, kind of not within the team, other than the team, you know, colleague was on the radio saying, stick to the plan, stick to the plan. So I think maybe there's uh, something cooking with that team, and they're moving up to cup, so they may have to get uh, put back in their place a little because bit. Because I had a guy come up to me about three years ago. We had an awful good season, won 19 races, and a guy come up to me, and he said, well, if somebody comes along and asks, you know, 
asked your driver for a better ride. I said, maybe you don't understand this. I've got a lock on my driver. He said, well, how you got a lock on him? I said, married my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that worked. That worked. That's pretty good. All right, so uh, Ty Gibbs won it. Cendric second. A.J. Allmendinger third. His teammate, Justin Haley, was fourth. Ryan Sieg was fifth. Brett Moffitt sixth. Michael Annette seventh. Sam Mayer was eighth. And it seems like he caused a big wreck in that race. Um, let me look down here and see if I can see that. There was a... There was, Quite a crash. Uh, don't took, see it. Took out his uh, partner, the nine car. Yes. Noah Grayson. Yep, yep. Cracks him. Yeah, he did. On That was on lap 98. Yep, on the back stretch. He sure did. Uh, where was uh, Sam Mayer was eighth in number eight. Ninth was uh, Justin Allgaier and tenth, Miat Snyder. You go all the way down to find Jeremy at 17th. And the points for Xfinity going into the last race uh, of the regular season. Uh, winner moving on to the championship. Daniel Hemrick is up. Uh, you know, Austin Sendrick is first. Second is A.J. Allmendinger. Third, Justin Allgaier. And by the way, Sendrick and Allmendinger are tied for first, points-wise. Daniel Hemrick is fourth. Justin Haley, fifth. Noah Craggs in sixth. Brandon Jones, seventh. Harrison Burton, eighth. Jeb Burton, ninth. Miat Snyder, tenth. Riley Herbst is eleventh. And... 14 points behind Riley Herbst is uh, Jeremy Clements, and he's 52 out of 10th, so he's 14 out of 11th. He could move up. He could move up a spot, and it wouldn't be uh, too outrageous uh, for that to happen. Now, Jeremy, with the uh, Spartan Waste, and this is from an official Xfinity press release from NASCAR, is driving the Spartan Waste Fox Sports Chevrolet. So it's good to see us officially on the car as a primary sponsor, primary co-sponsor, and he'll be starting 18th. Cindric is on the pole. Ty Gibbs is second. So 54's got a good chance to win again today. Almondinger third, uh, Haley fourth, and all the way back, we'll just jump straight back to the ninth row, which will be Brandon Brown and Jeremy Clements, and those two seem to seem to be together a lot through the history of this uh, Xfinity sport in the last few years. Uh, the trucks will run today, and they're coming down for their championship, of course, with uh, John Hunter Nemechek uh, leading the points. He is uh, one point ahead of Ben Rhodes. Matt Crafton is third. Sheldon Creed, fourth. Stuart Friesen, fifth. Chandler Smith, sixth. Carson Hostavar, seventh. And Zane Smith is eighth. Um, they will have their last regular season race today, the United Rentals 200. That's at 1 o'clock on FS1, so that'll start your racing day off at Martinsville. And uh, the ARCA, they finished up last uh, couple of weeks. No, last week. They finished up at Kansas with the Reese's 150. Nick Sanchez was the winner. I tuned in for a little of that, and I heard somewhere they said that all Ty Gibbs had to do was start to win the championship. I don't know uh, exactly how that worked out because, well, he had a 36-point lead, so I guess... um, I guess all he had to do was start and pick up one point and win. So, anyway, Sanchez was the winner. Ty Gibbs second. Corey Heim, who was right behind him, uh, 36 points back, was third. Drew Dollar fourth. And J.P. Bergeron was fifth, and he is a Canadian. Um, The final arc of point standings, Ty Gibbs was the winner. He had a 37-point lead over Corey Himes. Nick Sanchez was uh, third. 
Ty Gibbs had 10 wins. Heim, 6. Sanchez, 1. Thad Muffet was 4th, and Brad Smith was 5th. And uh, they will be off until Speed Weeks at Daytona. Uh, Indy, as I've said before, is done. Alex Palou for Ganassi was the winner there uh, of the championship. And, uh, okay, Formula One, Alan. Why they have shiny tires? The mold. What's, what about the mold? It's chrome. It's a chrome mold. Makes the tires shiny. Uh, they ran last week at um, COTA, United States Aramco. United States Grand Prix, and that was at the Circuit of the Americas. And uh, the winner was Max Verstappen, racing for Red Bull Honda. Lewis Hamilton was second, so they're still locked up pretty tightly in the points championship. The other podium spot went to Sergio uh, Perez, who was Verstappen's teammate. Fourth was uh, Roger, uh, Roger Charles Leclerc for Ferrari, and fifth was Daniel Ricciardo for McLaren. Did you see where they let Daniel Ricciardo take a few laps in Earnhardt's uh, old Chevrolet at uh, at Coda? Yes, I did. He had a big thrill. He looked like he enjoyed that thoroughly. Uh, he did. So, um, now, what were you telling me about the walking down to the... I saw some... I don't know any other way to put this. Some enormous black lady, very... I mean, I don't know if you call that well-endowed or not. She looked like she was... Uh, over-endowed to me, skimpily dressed and with heavy guards, and I have no clue who that was, but... I, I, that was the singer. Was, that was the singer. Was, yeah, that was the singer. Did she sing? Did she uh, do the national no, anthem? No, no, Good. I mean, I, I didn't do a thing for me. I thought it was extremely tacky for, for Formula One, but what were you telling me about Shaq? Uh, Shaquille O'Neal bringing the big trophy in. I mean, the trophy, it looked awful small. Next to him, everything does. <laughs> Anything looks small around Shaq. But uh, showed him walking up to go hand the trophy off. He had to duck his head to get in the garage area. <laughs> I mean, uh, and, and, I mean, that was just something just to see. No danger of him uh, squeezing into a car. So uh, they will run next. Uh, they've got five races to go, not counting next week. So they've got six. Uh, counting next week, November the 7th, for the Grand Prix of Mexico City at Hermanos Rodriguez Circuit, which is the Rodriguez brothers, named after uh, Pedro Rodriguez and Ricardo Rodriguez, who uh, both died in racing accidents. That will be, uh, oh, let's go back and do the point standings for Formula One. Verstappen is the point leader. Easing away from Hamilton a little bit. He's got a 12-point lead now. Valtteri Bottas is third, and he's over 100 points behind, so forget him. Sergio Perez is fourth, and Lando Norris is fifth. Now the one I really want to talk about for just a few minutes that I'm dying to watch, can't wait, and we'll try to have Mike Hill, who was with that team, uh, who is with that team, I think he's a shop foreman, uh, for the Whelan Engineering um, Cadillac. We're talking about the 13th, not next week, two weeks away, the Motul Petit Le Mans, where uh, Felipe Nasser and Pipo Durrani are 19 points behind Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque. And, um, of course, they're in the Whelan Engineering Cadillac number 31, and, boy, are we pulling for them. I'm as excited about that as I am anything in uh, auto racing going on right now. And uh, there is some TV. It's pretty quick, but we'll cover it real fast. At 1 o'clock today, of course, on FS1, 
is the Camping World Series at Martinsville. They haven't raced in about uh, three, or, three or four weeks. This is, uh, of course, the winner goes to the championship next week at Phoenix. And then at 6 o'clock, mostly under the lights, I would say almost all under the lights, will be the Xfinity Series race from Martinsville, pre-race at 5.30, Spartanburg Sports, um, Fox Sports Spartanburg, I should say, is on the side of that number 51, along with Spartan Waste and uh, as the co-sponsor. And look for Jeremy starting 18th. That race will be on NBCSN. And once again, that's at 6 o'clock today, this evening. And uh, no Gamecocks. Tigers at 3.30. So by the time Clemson's done, you can uh, switch over and watch this. Sunday, the big thing going is at 2 o'clock. Pre-race at 1.30 is a NASCAR Cup race on NBC. That's, uh, of course, at Martinsville with the winner moving on. And if we can look just a little bit past that next Friday, um, the Camping World Series, uh, World Truck Series, will be a night race on Friday. Next Friday night, they will decide decide their championship at 8 o'clock. Uh, on FS1, of course, and that's at Phoenix, and that will be next Friday night at 8 o'clock, truck championship race. Xfinity will run their championship race next Saturday, and uh, that's at 8.30 at night, and that's on NBCSN. And then uh, the cup race will be at 3 o'clock on Sunday, and that's um, at Phoenix also, and that will determine their championship. So we're looking a few weeks ahead here. Formula One will be in Mexico at ABC, on ABC at 12.30 on next Sunday. And then uh, looking on down the line, Saturday, November 13th, the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And um, that just about does it with two minutes to go. Well, you're talking about the deal with Ty Gibbs to start the race, and he wanted to wrap it up. I think that's one of the deals where NASCAR kind of changed our ports deal of, uh, you know, because there at one time, you know, they said you'd see them where – as long as I finish within 28, well, you'd have a you'd have a car over that go back just since the start yeah start the race. He'd have four cars pull in the garage here and park stop. Yeah, I remember in Atlanta remember, a couple of times there. They, they he he'd pull out some cars and put them in the race just so he could park them after a few laps and give his guy a better chance. That, that, so I that was that, pretty common. So I think now we go down to the last race. It's going to be between four drivers and uh, whoever whoever wins wins. Or, don't have to really win the race, just as long as you finish in front of the other three. Well, it's pretty much going to mean win the race, I think. But yeah. who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I don't think it's happened the other way yet. It's always been, the, I think, the champion won the race, I believe, so far. Ronnie, anything here for the last uh, 30 seconds? Well, we know that tonight a lot of folks are going to be celebrating Halloween one night early. So all the parents, make sure your kids have a safe trick-or-treat event tonight and don't forget out there on the streets and highways it's amateur night absolutely all the all the people that don't get out and party will probably be out there did you get that guy's name the only thing i could find was from nine months ago okay when uh chris gale was not was uh named to be the uh crew chief for the 54 that must be him we can ask uh we can ask uh deb about that next week so, had a great interviews today, a surprise interview. It was wonderful having Roger Mandeville and Mike Miller on and, and uh, Hank Guyton coming in there at the last minute from uh, the uh, Greer. 
dragway. <laughs> so y'all, uh, y'all have a good week. And I tell you what, it looks like there might be some people coming from this show to uh, Apple. Applebee's. So uh, Natalie, better get a table ready. And uh, the rest of you, have a good Halloween. Be safe. Get your shots and keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. This is the place to be. Listen to Spartanburg Vikings football right here. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg.